Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Monday, September 11th. Stocks see a rough start to st- a rough start to September. The major indices kick off the week with gains. All eyes on inflation this week. Apple is in the spotlight. Tesla and Qualcomm are on the move. Plus, our GM, Hog, and UPS puts expired on Friday. Were we assigned? We'll take a look at our open positions. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, this is your first time here. My name is Mark Hodge, and I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. Marcus has been in the studio with me, but... This week, he will be in Toronto. He was invited to speak at the Toronto Money Show. I believe it was by the Toronto Stock Exchange that invited him. So he's going to be out there. He will join me on Friday. Uh, Until then, I'll be running the show solo. But I promise that you're in good hands. We have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you are looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, you are at the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And let me go ahead and bring up a chart of the, well, let's go to the S&P 500. S&P 500 here, we see that, let's actually go to a weekly chart. So for the week, let's uh, catch up. Here we go. So We made highs of the year back in July, and then we had a three-week pullback. Love the pullback. This was important, in my opinion, uh, to to kind of you know shake out some of the fluff and and get uh, a nice, strong, healthy move higher. And we did see that for two weeks straight. But last week we ended the week lower to kick off the month of September. We finished the S and P was down one point three percent. The Dow also finishing lower, not as much, down uh, three quarters of a percent. And we see that as far as the overall trend here, uh, a minor pullback, only down one week. And the NASDAQ finishing lower as well, down almost 2% uh, after the the two-week rally that we saw in both the S&P and the NASDAQ. So it was a kind of a, a rocky start to September with a short week last week. And today, we actually started the session really with a bang. Things were up nicely at the open. Uh, All the indices right now higher. The S&P up 0.3%, the Dow up 0.1%, the NASDAQ up a half of a percent. But we have given up some of the gains that we saw early on in the session. We go to a five-minute chart. Uh, We could see here on the S&P, first five minutes of the day, a gap higher from Friday's close and actually continuing to rally, making highs for the day in that second five minutes, and we pulled back. It looks like market's trying to find some direction now, figuring out where we go. Although right now, as I speak, we are looking at session lows. So uh, trying to fill this gap and the Dow is just barely positive. The S&P or NASDAQ still positive for the session. NASDAQ looking a little stronger here, maybe finding some support, but traders trying to figure out what comes next. And when it comes to the S&P, there are a few key levels to keep an eye on or technical indicators to watch. And one of those 
is the 50-day moving average. Here we see the 50-day moving average plotted. And back on this pullback that we had in August, we dipped below that 50-day, rallied back to it. The 50-day acted as resistance and then pulled back again before rallying and pushing right on through. Last couple of days, traders trying to figure out what to do with this 50-day average. Is it a sign of support, resistance, uh, positive? Uh, can we rally past it? Or does this mean that the short-term uh, trend will turn south? Right now, there's just a lot of indecision. There's also the 4,500 level to keep an eye on. So we know that sometimes markets and individual stocks, particularly commodities, and I believe the indices, tend to respond to round numbers back here highs of the year hitting right around 4600 and then pulling back this rally uh and this pullback here i believe that the 4500 level is going to come into play this week whether it's the 4400 or the 4500 we'll see but i believe that there will be an attempt at the 4500 and we just have to see if this will act as resistance or not now this week, it is a pretty decent week when it comes to the economic calendar. Let's go over to PowerX Optimizer, bring up the economic calendar, and we see that uh, Monday, nothing on the calendar at all. So that's you know one reason to kind of explain some of this indecision. On Tuesday, there are some yellow flag minor reports here, nothing too big. But on Wednesday is when things get hot. We have the core CPI, CPI data being released here so the monthly core cpi excluding food and energy then you have cpi and also the year over year uh, number right now the forecast is that core cpi will increase by 0.2 percent in the prior month uh, cpi data will increase by 0.6 percent which is higher than the previous month and that the year over year number will come in at 3.6 so right now this is the forecast We'll see if there's a surprise or if we come in in line with those numbers. A few other minor reports. And then on Thursday, we have core PPI. So all of the PPI data, the producer price index. Here we see core PPI expected to come in at 0.2%, which was lower than the previous month. Uh, core retail sales also a factor. This will be something to consider. And then PPI data is expected to come in at 0.4%, which was or is potentially higher than the previous reading of 0.3%. We have PPI retail all on Thursday, unemployment claims as well. This kind of moved the market last week. I think it was more uh, due to the, the fact that there really wasn't a lot of data. But we see it's a red flag report because all of this information, the, the Fed does take into consideration when they go into their two-day policy meeting, which is something important to mention because next week we have Fed week. So... The Fed kicks off their two-day policy meeting on Tuesday, September 19th, and they wrap up their meeting on Wednesday, September 20th. Now, this is where we'll get the Fed funds rate decision, economic projections, and the Fed statement all at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. Then this is followed up by the FOMC press conference 30 minutes after this uh, data is released. So traders, at this point, expecting that the Fed will not raise rates at the next meeting. 93% uh, probability based on Fed funds futures that the Fed is going to keep rates unchanged. 7% believe that there could be a potential hike. This would catch the markets off guard uh, and traders off guard because this is what's priced in. No hike. Now, 
the wording is what traders are going to fixate on. And that is what could potentially move the market. Here you have a hawkish, hawkish or a dovish stance by the Fed. Hawkish meaning that they will come in hard and, and swift and say we are are going to do everything possible and rate hikes are on the table. We need to fight inflation and nothing else matters. Dovish would be, well, you know, things are looking pretty good. The data is starting to show us that we might not need to be as aggressive. Rate hikes really aren't on the table, but we could keep things elevated for a period of time. And that's what traders want to know. What will the Fed's tone be? And here, if we look at probabilities, we know that this next meeting next week, the Fed is not expected to raise rates, but it is a little bit on the fence when we look at the November meeting. Now, I still think that Marcus is going to be sending me a box of ribeyes. For those of you who don't know the bet, Marcus bet me that the Fed will raise in November. I said that they won't. little secret here. I'm just playing the odds. I'm playing the probabilities. I don't know how Marcus comes up with his bets, but I like to make my bets on data. <laughs> so I believe I'm still going to win, and he's going to send me some ribeyes. But that's what the bet is for November right now. Based on Fed funds futures, the probability of the Fed keeping rates the same is 56.4%, possible rate hike at 40.9%. And the next two meetings, November and December, it looks like traders are a little bit mixed, but for the remainder right now, thinking that the Fed will keep rates the same and then start to cut rates in June of next year. So this really, this, this meeting probability chart here is going to be significant next week. And, and if there is a shift, and if there is a shift, which way? Either staying rates the same and maybe, maybe dropping sooner or potentially increasing. That's what traders are worried about next week. But until then, this week, it's really all about inflation. So uh, Wednesday and Thursday, key days for the economic calendar. Now, if we take a look at what's going on in these crazy markets, well, all eyes are on Apple this week. Let's go ahead and bring up Apple. A-A-P-L is the ticker symbol. Now, Apple just getting hammered last week after news that China... Uh, could ban the iPhone at uh, their use during, uh, excuse me, use in government uh, agencies. And that did have an impact. Now, it really sent Apple back down to levels that we saw back in early August. So, compared to where it was, it was a significant drop compared to where we've been right back into these support levels. But Traders are keeping an eye on Apple for two reasons. One, trying to determine if this really is a major concern and, and really how it will affect Apple price, uh, the price of Apple, that is. But also we have Wanderlust, uh, the event that will take place tomorrow where investors believe that the iPhone 15 will be unveiled. So We'll see if that has an impact on Apple. Apple opening the day higher right now, trading flat, uh, eliminating those early uh, gains and right now flat for the session trading where we ended up on Friday. A few other market movers. Let's take a look at Tesla. So Tesla, T-S-L-A is the ticker. Tesla on the move, gapping higher and not looking back up 7.5% right now. So 
uh, Tesla jumped after a Morgan Stanley analyst upgraded the stock and predicted a significant rally, uh, updating the stock or upgrading it from uh, equal weight to overweight. This came out in the Sunday note. The analyst, Adam Jonas, says that he forecasts 60% more upside for Tesla. That's that's a lot. We'll see if uh, it comes true. He said that the company's supercomputer project, Dojo, which is the tied to the autonomous driving, says that this alone could add as much as $500 billion in company revenue. We'll have to see if this is true, but investors liking Tesla and this upgrade with a 7.5% rally for the day, getting us back to levels that we haven't seen since July. Now, another market mover, Qualcomm. Qualcomm taking a little bit of a hit recently, but up today, giving back some of the gains. We're still looking strong, up 4% here. And Qualcomm up after the company said it will supply Apple with 5G modems for smartphones through 2026. So concerns over Apple being able to provide their own uh semiconductors and or chips uh that is for their smartphones and in a modem and at least for now it looks like qualcomm's going to be their supplier so investors in qualcomm believe that that is a good thing and this uh is putting the stock up up four percent we'll see if it continues but nice little pop for qualcomm now let's move over and take a look at some open positions and let's go ahead and start with well Not necessarily an open position, but a position we need to review, and that is HOG. So H-O-G, the ticker symbol. HOG, Marcus, he sold the 32.50, I think it was, uh, last week. Either way, it expired worthless last week, so he was not assigned shares of HOG. On Friday, the stock closed at 33.53, so no assignment there. Hog falling a little bit today. Now, there was a dividend uh, X date. So on an X dividend date, you can expect the stock to drop by the dividend amount, which is 0.165 cents and a little bit more than just that. So some technical uh, or fundamental reasons for the drop beyond just the X date and uh, this being a dividend that shareholders on record at the open this morning were entitled to although the payment date comes out a couple of weeks later. This, not accounting for the entire move, lower right now, Hog at 3207. Marcus is not in a trade right now, and on Friday, those puts expired worthless. Another trade that Marcus had expiring on Friday was GM. So GM, his 32 puts expired worthless. Uh, GM ending the week at 3295. So... No puts for Marcus based on the expiration, but here's a question for you. Do you think Marcus sold GM puts today? If we look at GM, we could see that in PowerX Optimizer, the 32 is available again for this Friday. Post in your comments if you think Marcus sold GM puts or not. And I'll let you know tomorrow. But if you like GM, decent chart. Actually, really good looking chart. And the 32 is available today. Last week, 
the 32 puts that Marcus owned or sold expired worthless. Now, moving on to my positions, we can take a look at ALB. Both Marcus and I sold ALB puts expiring this Friday. Right now, the trade working out great. We sold the 180 put, got some really nice premium there. Marcus got a buck 50. I got a buck 60. I beat Marcus again. <laughs> we have a little, uh, if, you, if you haven't experienced it before, little competition when it comes to premium and prices. And I, I mean, what could I say? I just tend to get a little bit more premium than he does. Uh, not all the time. I, I miss a trade because I, I'm always going for a little more than him too. So anyway, a, good, a little good natured fun there. And uh, 180, we both have, I just happen to have more premium on this one, uh, 10 cents more. So another trade that we're both in, CSIQ. Oh, yeah, this one's been a little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. This dip just accelerating and a little more than expected in such a short period of time. However, trading right back at support levels that are established uh, previously. So this one started to recover, then found uh, some support here, pulling right back to it on Friday and last week. That is up a little bit today. I'll take it. I want to see this support hold and then rallying. Hey, maybe next week after the Fed, there's a catalyst for this one to recover and rebound a little bit. One of the problems is, hey, nobody pays cash for solar. So if the Fed in, continues to keep rates elevated or even talks about raising rates uh, indefinitely, eh, solar is not going to like that too much. But if we have more of a, a dovish statement, who knows? It could be just what investors need to hear to get back into solar. NEE, another position that both Marcus and I are in. This one having a nice day, nice couple of days, up Thursday, up Friday, up the day. Would love to see this rally continue, get back up to this, you know, 69 level. This will make it easy to sell puts or calls, that is. Right now, not enough premium to sell calls. We could sell calls at the 68 level, but this would be below our cost basis. Not something that we want to do. PNC, another trade that right now we can't sell calls in. Overall, you know, there's this pullback that's taken place. The overall uh, banking sector has experienced it. And looks like we might be finding some support. I'll take this move higher today. Looking for this con to continue onward. And again, maybe it's CPI data this week or uh, PPI. It could be the, the Fed that helps this one. But I do believe that this will uh, see some uh, continued strength now that we're trading at these levels and we've seen a little support. UPS. I had puts expiring on Friday and those puts expired in the money. So I was assigned shares at 165 right now trading at 161.55, a little higher than we finished on Friday, not able to get the premium that I want to get that 30% annualized, which is my uh, plan. Uh, so unable to sell calls on this one, but not too far off. I, I do Love this chart, and although this short-term support was broken, we do see some longer support around a longer-term support around 160. I think that we could stay between 160, get a move towards 160, 165, start selling calls again. This one, I, I really believe that we're going to move back to this support level. What was support might actually act as resistance, but support around 167.50. If I can see this rally back up to 167.50 get some money on the stock increase and also sell uh, calls to get some nice premium there. I, I could see this being a nice couple week trade and uh, just a, a fun one. So 
UPS, let's have some fun. <laughs> With that said, nothing really on the uh, earnings calendar as we, we get out of earnings season, nothing going on there. But we do have a couple of busy weeks when we're looking at the economic calendar especially when we kick things off on Wednesday with CPI data. That's going to do it for today's stock market update. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you are new to the channel, please subscribe. We love subscribers. We love likes. And I'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, happy trading, everybody.